Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, welcoming in to the People's segment, as we do every year from the SEC Network, our good friend Peter Burns has joined us. Peter, I hope I'm going to go ahead and get you on the record before we start this, this interview. No mm-hmm. Mississippi State LSU next year. You will still come on this podcast at least once, though, right? Absolutely not. No, this will be the last time. Thank God I will ever have to do that. I'm just kidding. Um, no, this has got to be an annual thing. I mean, All even, right. you know, either we uh, are pulling for each other or, or, you know, wishing the world against each other. Like, that. how many years have we done this now? I mean, I feel like it's been at least This is at least seven, five, I think. Five, yeah, six that. or yeah. seven. Yeah, it's something um, like that. It's fun, man. And, and, and that's one of those things that's it's weird because, you know, we keep talking about like East and West and stuff like that. I keep having to pinch myself going, Hey, remember, this is the last year we're going to be talking about an SEC West and an SEC East. And I think it kind of stinks, right? Like, cause I always thought like, I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the, the entire uh, kind of race within the race in the SEC when it came to divisions. So um, the fact that we don't have this damn good rivalry um, every single year is kind of, I don't know, bums me out a little bit. But yes, yes, we will. Long-winded way of saying we're making this happen every year. So very good, very good. I just wanted to be <clears> sure because you, you never know with the way the SEC works. You know, next thing I know, I look up and you're on some some Texas A&M or, or Arkansas podcast, and I'm just I'm just out in the cold. So. I would never cheat on you. I would never no. cheat on you. Now, Chris, now maybe, but I'll. I'll well, we're I'll, looking I'll next year. So here's our deal. You know, we have all of the brothers on. And one of them, Marty, who's an LSU fan, he also got his his doctorate from Texas. Yeah, so we're thinking about doing this for Texas next year, which would eliminate Chris, which I, we think is our best case scenario. Well, I think that's a win for everybody when you think about it. I mean, we, we heard that he was uh he was stalking you in Omaha, by the way. Um, I can't confirm or deny that, but the restraining order and just the lawyers have advised me not to talk about. Fair enough. Fair the, enough. You know who 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 shall not be named. We'll yes. put it that way. Let's jump into football. I think these are two teams that don't have any clue what they are just yet. Do you, do you agree <laughs> or not? Yeah, I mean, again, from a fan base, um, I almost feel like I know more about state than I do LSU right now. Right? I mean. I feel for state, like I know defensively they're going to be really solid. I mean, Jet was incredible. The big, the middle of that defense, I think, is really strong. And I think that they're trying to find, you know, like I, I, I said Mississippi State's offense right now is like when you go into the shower at a hotel and you don't know how the knobs work really well as far as like, hey, this is too hot, too cold or whatever, and you start just kind of going all the all over the map to try to figure it out just right. Like that's what I feel like Barbet's offense has been right now. Like I think they know that they can throw the ball with Will, but they're trying to develop and see how much they can trust a running game. And it's almost like they've put the faucet a little bit too far, and I think that's more balanced this week. For LSU, I have no effing idea. I really don't. Like I, it's That's why it's so exciting to be an LSU fan every single year is because you legitimately have no idea what to expect. Like It's boring to be a Georgia fan right now. Okay, you know what to expect. It's It was boring for a decade to be an Alabama fan because you knew what to expect. For LSU, it's like, Four loco, Adderall, candy cigarettes. You have no idea what's about to happen, and it's it's a hell of a ride. Peter, if you were offensive coordinator for Mississippi State, how would you use Mike Wright? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just if for no other reason, I think you you provide a, a little bit of a wiggle, and they did that. I know in, in, in game one, not so much in game two, but you know, put him in an opportunity, especially some red zone situations. Um, and I think it's a matter of just giving a different look. Um, you go back and look at how LSU was scared. Um, I mean, just 
uh, unbelievably scared of Jordan Travis, and rightfully so over at FSU. So what it did was it neutralized Harold Perkins because they used him as a spy. So I, I almost think that if at some point at this in this game, if LSU really starts teeing off with Makai Wingo, uh, with Mason Smith, and then with Perkins on Will, and they're struggling, I think honestly you got to you got to think about trying to put right in on a little bit more package and kind of you and that was going to force. Uh, LSU to use Perkins a little bit more as a spy. So um, I love Mike Wright, man. I remember when he was at Vanderbilt. I just loved the kid. I love his athleticism. I remember he went for like 400 yards and four touchdowns against Hawaii. And so I think he has to play a role. But, I mean, Will Rogers is, is so damn good. It's just more of kind of a sprinkle here and there. The other quarterback, Jaden Daniel, <clears throat> his ability to run the football was a big reason LSU was able to beat Mississippi State a season ago. And yeah. did what you see from saw from State Saturday night and, and their inability to contain Jaden Delora for Arizona, does that give you some pause about what they're going to be able to do against Jaden Daniels? No, yes and no. Like, I'm a firm believer that it's good to be exposed somewhat early, right? Because, you know, at least now they understand, hey, this is this is what gave us fits. Right. Like how, how do we how do we how do we make sure that a mobile quarterback doesn't crush us? Um, you know, and, and I think that's you know, the same thing for LSU right now. I think that they saw how how Will Rogers could probably take care of that secondary like FSU did in the second half of that game uh, and beat them deep. And I'm glad that they got exposed in that game early so they can address it. So um, I actually in a weird way, there's some times where I'm just like, I'd rather get exposed in game one or game two. And that way, a defensive coordinator knows exactly where the weak points are. And he's like, all right, well, how are we going to make those changes and those, those adjustments? And I, mean, I guarantee you, Zach, while he didn't like it, it's the greatest coachable win against Arizona. Because you can look at the tape and say, the tape looked like hell. But guess what? We found a way to grit out a victory, and now we know where our soft points are. Yeah, I say that all the time, that, that coaches love a close win because it gives oh. them something to gripe about, but they got the win. I mean, like Bama would love these wins where it would be like 45 to 13 back in the day, but then like the other team would score like 13 unanswered and Saban yeah. would just be ballistic. Like, I mean, if we play like this, all right, we're not going to have a chance. All right. You know what I mean? Just go off. Um, but they got bigger fish to fry. I mean, the West guys is wide open right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen the SEC West feel like I could make the case, including for state, where pretty much every single team I say outside of Auburn could actually be in Atlanta this year. And that's frankly awesome in my mind. Peter, where do you think what, – what did Zach Arnett learn in his first two weeks of being a head coach? What's the biggest you know, I, It's a great question because um, I think for Zach, it's more about the time efficiencies of, that come with the head coach and how you manage your weeks as opposed to it is the X's and O's. Right. Like, and, you know, now that he's he is the dude there, I, you know, I remember Gene Chiswick telling me he goes, it wasn't until like the like, you know, midway, if not 75 percent of the way through my first season, Chiswick talking about it, that he felt comfortable about a game day. And so I think there's still a lot with Zach where he's understanding like, hey, all right, I got to the I got to the uh, you know f- football facility. Uh, too early or too late, or I want to have my meeting 30 minutes earlier in here. I want to have my, my plays in there too. So I think more of what he is learning right now as a head coach is actually the X's and O's of being a head coach, like the actual timing of it, as opposed to like the actual football play on, on the field, if that makes any sense. 
when you look at this matchup, like I said, I, I feel like these are two teams that are trying to feel it out here in the first. It's like the opening rounds of a fight, which it, it really is. Sure. It's about early part of the, the college football season. Who has the better chance of landing a knockout blow early in this one? Yeah, I still think it's LSU because, uh, you know, I think for LSU defensively, I think they have more more studs, more guys that they can make a make make a, a point. And so, I, you know, I could see if there's a knockout blow, LSU gets the ball, they go down there and, and score, which quiets the crowd all of a sudden. And then if Mason Smith or Harold Perkins, you know, forces Will into a bad throw or all of a sudden they get a turnover, this thing could, this thing could pop off. Um, as far as for LSU, I, I think that, you know, I saw that them make some changes on the offensive line. Uh, last week against Grambling, albeit against Grambling, but they were more aggressive running the ball, which is something they weren't able to do against a, a really fr- a good FSU front. And that's, I mean, State's got a good, decent-sized front as well, too, right? Like, I, I'm really curious to see how much LSU tries to attack in between the tackles versus outside the tackles, right? Because I think for LSU, I think that they could have some, some perimeter game running uh, success. I don't know if they can do it if they're just going to try to run like power dive over and over and over again, like the old Les Miles toss sweep back in the day. So um, I don't know. I I will tell you this. As an LSU fan, I'm sure as hell glad that that's an 11 a.m. kickoff and not a night kickoff in Davis Wade. Like, I just don't – like, that place is so freaking loud. And if you give give those um, Stark Villians a a, a full day of – you know, having a cocktail or a levendy, that place, I, I wouldn't trust LSU there at night. Peter, you carry that SC banner on social media. You know, the SEC, the first couple of weeks uh, hasn't been great. What do you think? Where do you think the conference is right now? He's showing the hat on, on the video. Yeah. He's like Rob Lowe with the NFL right? hat. He's got the, he's got yeah. the SEC <laughs> hat working. Brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's another good question. Like, I mean, your questions are so much better than Brian's today. It's unbelievable. Thank um yeah, so the the conference itself, I think, is at, at at an interesting point where it looks not necessarily bad, but it looks normal, if that makes any sense, right? It looks like every other conference has, whether the Pac-12 or the ACC or the Big Ten over the last decade, it's just that the SEC is not used to this. So, you know, all of a sudden, it's kind of like a Von Drago gets punched in and all of a sudden kind of, you know, taste the blood in his mouth a little bit. So, you know, I mean, all is not lost, right? I mean, Bama could run the table. LSU could run the table. Um, I mean, A&M still going to be A&M. They're, 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 that's a struggle bus. Um, but, you know, and, and you still have Georgia's number one team in the country. And so, um, to me, I think the biggest concern, and I said this on social media a couple of days ago, I don't think it's a quarterback play. I think it has a little bit to do with the transfer portal and guys saying, I don't want to be second string, third string for an SEC school when I could start somewhere else that needs me, I think is a big thing. And I think the secondaries for the big teams have been atrocious. You know, I go back and look at Texas just destroying Alabama's secondary, um, LSU getting destroyed by FSU in that second half, Miami just taking it to AM secondary. So I think it's the fact that the secondary play has been subpar that's really hurt this conference this year. When you look at the SEC this year, for me, I mean, I picked LSU to go 11-1. and one. I had them losing the first one and then running the table. And that could still happen, but I don't feel like it's going to happen. I feel like everybody's – I think this may be another year where we have a two-loss uh, West champion. It, it, it wouldn't shock me, Ryan. And, and like, for me, I, I look at it as, like, I actually feel better about LSU through two weeks of the season this year than I did LSU through two yeah. weeks of the season last yeah. year. 
right? Like it's 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 weird to think, but they looked so inept last year in the first game, and they didn't look that much better in game two. That I'm thinking, well, this is just kind of a lost year. It's going to be seven and five, or you know, maybe maybe eight and four, and then they win the West. And so I I still think they're a better team top to bottom. Uh, I just think that they ran into an opponent in FSU that's legit college football playoff contender. One more, and then we'll get you out of here. What is the thing Mississippi State has to do on Saturday to beat LSU? Well, they, they can't turn the ball over at all. Like, I mean, that that's – I mean, I know that that's so damn cliche, and I even hate even saying it in my mouth. But, like, I feel like an early turnover right now is just crushing because, you know, there's a lot of these kids, too, that have not had a chance to play a true road game. Right. I mean, that's the one thing about the transfer portal. There's so many mercenaries now and and young guys that are playing on these teams that want to play early that, man, it's not like, hey, this is a third or fourth year or second trip down to Davis Wade. So we know what to expect. There's guys are going to be out there like, dude, this cowbell thing is legit and it's real. And so if LSU can neutralize that early, then it's just kind of roster versus roster. I still like LSU in that aspect of it. But I think it's like one of these. 27 24 type games with like an LSU like last second field goal uh to win it. I mean like everything we saw out of Zona and State, I feel like it's that game but flips in favor for LSU down there uh, on Saturday. We'll see what happens down here in Starkville just a couple of we're just hours away from it now at, at this point. Let's I know to it. Peter, you're always so generous with your time, man. Thank you so much for coming on and uh we'll see you again soon. Appreciate it. Yeah, as long as I'm not along with Chris. See you boys. Thanks, Don't have to worry about that. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.